0: Welcome back to Desert Rain Community Radio. Uh, today, David Morrison and I are um, starting a new series that will be spread out over this year. We're going to look at a different spiritual practice one each month, and probably post those the last week of the month. And today we are looking at uh, meditation. Um, and kind of how that overlaps uh, with contemplation, prayer, and try to um, trudge through some of the confusion of it and some of the uh, legitimate places that it overlaps. But before we get into that, thank you to Diego at Recording Moving Studios. He does all the uh, editing and sound engineering. Thank you to Jacob at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. Uh, If you want to learn more about Desert Rain Community, check out theruined.com. You can also hear other episodes of Dispatches from the Verge and um, Road to Desert Rain. Both podcasts are from Desert Rain Community Radio at drcrpod.com. If you like what you're hearing, please tell a friend. uh, Word of mouth and social media really helps us out. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio. Dispatches from the Verge. Hello, David Morrison. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing?
1: All right. All right.
0: Um, we got to make this a quick one. It's playoff Saturday football. Oh,
1: that's correct. And I was late.
0: The uh, who's the first game? Cincinnati versus the Raiders. We're actually turning this into a betting podcast.
1: Oh, all right. <laughs> <That's> Fifteen <laughs> um,
0: gears. No, for today's episode, so about a year ago, we posted a um, a series, a four series, um, a four episode series would be the way to put it. And one of the guys we talked about was uh, Richard Foster, who has a book called Celebration of Discipline. Yes, um, it's been instrumental in both of our lives. Yes, I think I think I can speak on that. Um, so what? We're doing for 2022, one of the things we're going to try is in that book, they talk about 12 different disciplines. And so we're going to, each month, we will highlight one of those practices for one of our episodes. And today is meditation. All right. Meditation station, if you will. Here we are. Um, and so so I guess to start off... Um, and if you could give sort of a broad understanding what what does meditation mean to you Mr. David Morrison we'll we'll start there
1: uh i kind of think of meditation as uh your somebody's intentional time where they where they set apart a a specific kind of time for uh thinking about something uh So in Christian meditation, it would be usually a scripture, Mm. uh, a short passage, and mulling over it in their mind, Right. as opposed to contemplation, which is more of what follows after it, Mm. a sense of of God's presence, a sense of an opening of the heart, uh, an opening to love. And so that's kind of the way I, I see it. But in this podcast, I think we'll just interchange those two, right?
0: Yeah, so, and because I I guess for me, and and I guess just, I I think we've covered it before on on past episodes, but, you know, my introduction to meditation was was from recovery, but sort of branched out to the Eastern philosophies of meditation.
1: Okay, yeah. Which
0: usually, I feel like in the Eastern side, it's more that second description that you said of opening your mind and just being available to the presence
1: yeah.
0: of life, you know, they don't really use the word God so much, but just that, that presence of the, the eternal moment, right? you know, and, and not purposely not focusing on something as far as a scripture. So I think, yeah, I think in this, cause we're, we're, I guess, just to clarify for the listener, we're not necessarily covering the book, Specifically, we're using that book as sort yeah. of a a guide for so our yeah. own conversation and our own experience with these different practices. So I, I don't know exactly. if I made that clear early on. So yeah, so I think going back and forth between meditation and contemplation within the context of today's conversation. Yeah. Um, but one of one of the things I did want to start off with, um, because you know it, this this particular podcast revolves around this idea of Christianity. Yeah. And so, anciently, Christianity, I feel like, um, embraced meditation. Yes. Historically. Uh, In modern times, I feel like it's, at least in the American context, I I can't speak for the world. In the American context, it's um, shunned. Would be yeah, yeah, like, there's a fear are, around it. And yeah. maybe, maybe you could um, sort of give us a little insight of, of maybe from your perspective, why you think that is.
1: Yeah. People, uh, American Christians tend to be suspicious of the word meditation mm-hmm. and then contemplation. They seem to be just oblivious. You know, oh, I don't even know what that is, mm. but meditation seems to actually have a negative because of, uh, they, they have images of pop culture, uh, the Beatles with the Mariachi, <laughs> Mariachi Yogi. Uh, sorry, my southwestern. <laughs> right. Or and maybe they were Mariachi too. I, I follow too. We the don't Mariachi know. Yogi. <laughs> he plays the trumpet. <laughs>
0: mine, the, mine is the big guitar one.
1: Yeah, so they're so they're you know and they're very suspicious of the Eastern world,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: which you know, I don't know, you know, whatever. Uh, and there's this miss mis- understanding that meditation means to empty your mind of everything of all thoughts. Cause you see it on TV and shows, right. Uh, the and pop
0: culture yeah, version of it. And
1: you'll start levitating and you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And then demons will come and haunt you and possess you. And so that's, that's kind of the, the, at the popular level. Mm-hmm. But if you have a conversation with them, even the most fundamentalist kinds of Christians, highly value the memorization of scriptures, for example. Mm. And that's meditation. That's a form of meditation right. to memorize. And they're not memorizing the scriptures. I hope they're not. Uh, you know, in, in those churches, they're not saying, uh, memorize scripture so that you can argue them and be more knowledgeable than others and you can own them i think some do <laughs> so, i think that's what ends up happening but i think oh, okay, okay. but i think the intention <laughs> okay. I, wanna, I, I believe the you know, i want to believe the intention <laughs> is to be uh formed into the image of christ okay, to become right. more christ like to become and so they they have a, a high spirituality of of the scriptures a scripture mm-hmm. Spir- mm-hmm. spirituality uh this belief that if you if The more you give yourself to the scriptures and studying and memorizing uh, the more Christ-like you will become. Now that's problematic, obviously, and we're not talking right. about that today because that's not necessarily true right but it is so what, what I'm saying is that that's meditation because there is there, a part of meditation. Well,
0: and I was going to say because there is a um, sort of coming together if you take if if you take that the memorization side and make it a meditative practice it builds that bridge kind of what you're talking about
1: potentially yeah
0: right yeah for sure you know and instead of using it to own own the <laughs> yeah your opponent the atheists so or your speak. opponents and <laughs> yeah
1: yeah who you disagree with but and then and then also in church, even even conservative churches christian churches they'll they'll talk about they'll use the word devotions or devotionals mm. Uh, your quiet time with God. And yeah, that's part, part of that is prayer. Right. But, but a part of it is just sitting still and, uh, you know, and and meditating is what that is. And so, yeah.
0: And, and so, and this is actually an interesting, I, I, the fact that you brought up prayer, um, because I can remember, so there's a thing called centering prayer for those that that are not, um, and it's a contemplative practice, a meditative practice. And I remember the first time I encountered it, was probably eight, nine, ten years ago. And it was like a, a day workshop, and there was a bunch of different topics. And I went into the centering prayer one because I was like, oh, this is so interesting. I've never heard of centering prayer. Learning a new way to pray, blah, blah, blah. You know, these were the thoughts for myself going into it. Yeah. And then the instructor, whoever was doing the presentation, started describing it, and I was like, Oh, this is just meditation. They're just talking about meditation. Yeah. But it's funny how even in that context they had to stick the word prayer at the end of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Like had they put
0: had they put meditation on the schedule, yeah, it would have been much different. And today I have a much better knowledge of what centering prayer is, so it's it's I understand yeah. it now, but in the moment it was just interesting how um because I think there is a difference between prayer and meditation.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean these things, yeah, they're very they bleed into one another mm-hmm. and they overlap, obviously. And and even in this conversation. So so if, if you're listening to this and you're confused, well, contemplation, meditation, prayer, uh yeah, you should be confused because <laughs> People in different contexts, different authors, different speakers. Mm-hmm. We're all at different times in history. Right. We're we're using different descriptions, and we're trying to describe a very vast, uh, complicated, if you will, uh, maybe not comp, but the deep mysteries mm-hmm. of the unknown, if you will.
0: Trying to articulate uh, and the and deep, yeah, mysteries.
1: and so so yeah. So you're not going to get a systematic uh, definition of each of these. So a-
0: and you know, and and sort of in defense of that too, if you try to put a concrete systematic definition to each one of those, you're
1: kind of missing the point.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it be, it's becoming an intellectual.
1: Yeah, it just becomes a mind mm-hmm. exercise, which is, if you're into mind exercises, that's fine. There's lots of apps for that. You know, <laughs> There's I mean, an you app for do that. that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and, and the, I had the same suspicions about, and, and they weren't negative. I just thought uh, when Thomas Keating was writing about and speaking about centering prayer mm-hmm. and Richard Rohr about contemplation, there were times I thought, you know, you're you're not you're claiming this ancient ancient practices of Christianity, but I think you're just sewing in Eastern mm. practices and mysticism. And and I didn't have a problem with that. Right, right, right. But I, I just felt like. But then they they showed me the receipts. I stuck with it. Right. And realize, no, uh, Thomas Keating, for example, uh, took his stages of centering prayer, as we know it from Contemplative uh, Outreach, Mm -hmm. his his organization, from a medieval text uh, written in English originally uh, called The Cloud of Unknowing by an Mm -hmm. anonymous monk who gives very specific steps. And then you have other modern people like Thomas Merton, who just throws out the word contemplation, meditation, prayer but never gave any kind of extra, any kind of uh, steps mm-hmm. uh, of how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't, he never did that. And so he just said, go do it. Yeah. And so the, the understanding is you have to find the way that works for you.
0: And, and I think even when you do have the steps laid out, eventually you're going to get to the point where you have to find what works for you anyways.
1: Yeah. Cause you're not the same you, yeah. you know, 10 years, Well, and you're not the
0: same person that gave the steps.
1: Exactly. So So that's
0: what worked for them, you know? And so it's a good, um, it's a, it's a, it, those sorts of things are amazing starting points.
1: Yeah. It's always a moving target. Yeah. Spirituality is.
0: So when you first stepped into, um, or or maybe, maybe it better to frame it this way. So we were talking earlier, um, about contemplation, meditation, and prayer sort of bleeding in or not sort of bleeding into each other, yeah, but
1: overlapping.
0: Overlapping for sure. And it, it sort of brought to mind the Trinity for me.
1: Ooh.
0: Um and and uh how those those three overlap, right? Yeah,
1: that's interesting. Yeah. Um
0: and so I guess though how I would propose it to you is is in the early stages for you, how did how did you sort of navigate either the learning um of those three? And then, sort of bridging that of of the the realization that they all they're all connected, and they're all they're also different and all in the same breath.
1: Uh, I, I think you bring. So I think as you get infused with the presence of God, the love of God in your life as it works its way in to you, you just bring, or that love carries you into every endeavor that you do, mm-hmm. and so so that's kind of. So then everything's just overlapped anyway Mm. in in that sense. Um, And so, uh, or maybe another way to put it, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was uh, struggling with uh, ideas in Buddhism about uh, that we don't have a free will Mm. and there is no personality, you have no personality, you have no soul, there's no essence to you. Mm -hmm. And it, it was, you know, just getting hung up on it. Right. And uh and then and then it, and so I suggested, you know, we'll call your dad. His dad is a Buddhist practitioner for over 60 years, something like that. So I ask your dad, see what he's so, so he asked his dad, you know, what about free will? And uh do we have that? Do we have an, a soul? Do we have an essence? And and his 80-something year old dad said, Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? That's all you have is this present moment. That's all you have is this moment Yeah, and whether you're going to make a choice or not, you're going to make a choice at right. some point. So yeah. who gives a shit whether you were programmed to make that choice or whether you were free to make that choice mm-hmm. among other choices. It doesn't matter because the choice is going to be made. Mm-hmm. A choice will be made. And so it got me thinking about, uh, so on so that in Eastern uh, Buddhism and Eastern uh, spirituality, it's easy to get caught up in the philosophy of things mm-hmm. and miss out on the actual practice and spirit of being present. Mm-hmm. And then in Christianity, on on this side, even though Christianity's really not a became a Western religion, but it's it's an Eastern mm-hmm. faith. You know, Judaism is the East, Middle East, Middle uh, East, Middle East. <laughs> That's where it started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we tend to forget that Christianity is an well, Eastern faith. Right. It's very convenient. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> I mean it didn't come out of Ireland?
0: <laughs> it, didn't, it, uh, didn't it didn't come, come out of, of Dallas, Dallas <laughs> Texas? Yeah, Dallas,
1: Texas? Notre Dame <laughs> Cathedral? Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so in Christianity, you can get so caught up in the theology
0: mm,
1: yeah. of, of you know, who is God, what else, these kinds of things, and miss out on the spirit of it all, which is to be reduced to love and become mm. Christ-like in that sense, that self-sacrificing love, uh, and miss the entire point. And so that's kind of, uh, so, so it, it doesn't matter to me when they yeah. overlap or what, what's this or that, because I'm not trying to become a spiritual person. Uh, I'm hoping to uh, mm. that, the, that the life of Christ mm. and that the Spirit of God would live the divine life through me as much as I could possibly allow it. And then I'll expire from this earth, you know, in hope of resurrection. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, well, and,
0: and so that, and I, I, I don't know if it was one that recently aired or if it was our conversation last week. But uh, you recently, um, we were talking about this idea of exper- uh, experiential Christianity. Um, kind of, you know, kind of oh, yeah, what, yeah. what you're yeah. talking about right now is experiencing that love yeah. of Christ, right? And so I guess, um, as far as meditation is concerned, when did you realize meditation and or contemplation was going to enhance or, um, maybe not even enhance, but was just an important part of experience, having that, exp- uh, experiential, um, relationship with
1: Christ? Uh, I just, yeah, I just kind of assumed, you know, uh, how can you know God? Mm-hmm. That that was the, you know, I want to know God. And so uh, I, I'm not sure, you know, it just seemed like prayer was, uh, you know, in, in my own cultural upbringing, mm-hmm. uh, prayer and, and service are what you do, you know, are, are the gateways to knowing God. Right. And so that's kind of, so it's so ingrained in me from childhood, I, I'm not really sure. So
0: you think it started in childhood just as mm-hmm. through your how you were experiencing the church and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And mine are very traditional, I guess. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I wouldn't other people's meditation. Like my brother is, is making art Mm -hmm. and and engaging in metal, you know, metal work. So and that's his meditation. That's his practice. That's his drawing near to God, if you will.
0: Yeah. Cause for me, so I guess it kind of comes back to that idea of recovery. Whereas, um, Prayer, like I understood this concept of prayer, you know, I feel like that that sort of stuck for me growing up in the Catholic context mm-hmm. as a kid. But this idea of meditation was very much, at least when I, before I I started practicing it, was what you were talking about. This idea of the the guru sitting cross-legged yeah, yeah. for you know days on end and levitating or whatever else, and yeah. and um, having to learn. That it's like, yeah, maybe that maybe that's one form of meditation, but um also just sitting quietly. Yeah. You know, and for me it started at one minute. Like my brain was so Yeah, I think most people wild and crazy yeah. that I I had to I, I would and it was during my first year in recovery where I was like I I was going to school full time, working part-time, going to meetings every day. And like hanging at, you know what I mean? Like going, right. we would have like, go to diners afterwards or sit in the park or stand in the parking lot and chat. So I was going all the time. Whereas anytime I sat down, it seemed like half the times I sat down, I would doze off because mm-hmm. I was just doing so much. Yeah, you know, yeah. is is in a hurry. And, and so I'd even set a timer for one minute because part of me was like, well, you're going to fall asleep and miss whatever the next activity yeah, was. yeah. And so, it was literally a timed minute was where I had to start, um, and even that seemed like ages at the time.
1: That's that's a, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because I, I would suggest that's where people start, just a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that's too much, then 30 seconds. You know, mm-hmm. um, or just a, a 10 second pause in the middle mm-hmm. of your day. You
0: well, and that was another thing I would do. Well, this was later on was, it was still in sort of this, this rush mindset. It was later in, in, uh, in my, my studies at university, but I would, anytime that I got somewhere early, I would park my Jeep and sit in my Jeep. You know what I mean? Like if I, I got there 10 minutes early, then I would, you know, do two or three minutes. Right. And just sit there. In silence, once again with the timer. So even trying to fit it in this busy life that I, you know, I had cultivated myself thinking that's what I wanted, which, you know, as I've gotten older, it's like, oh no, that's that's not how I want to live life, right? But even realizing in though at those times that incorporating this idea of meditation and contemplation um needed to be a part of my life to sustain. So those are kind of the two, uh, what's it? life hacks, I guess is the, is yeah, the catchphrase yeah. these, these days, meditation hacks.
1: Well, it's, you know, I know people that want to be productive. Yeah, there's a, a productivity cult in mm-hmm. our culture, right?
0: I mean, yeah. I think, I just think, I, I don't even know if it's a cult. I feel like that's just our culture. Or it might be our Yeah, yeah I think that just yeah. has become
1: our culture. So, so you're very, uh, you know, we're very proud of ourselves if we could listen to a podcast while uh brushing our teeth while we do a third th- you know and we're multitasking and all that kind of stuff, and
0: well, we even uh, tease you about listening to audio yeah, books yeah, on uh, one and a half or whatever,
1: yeah, one book on double speed, the other one in, in one ear, and then a podcast
0: as you read the other one, the as you're reading
1: a book as you're evacuating your bowels in the morning, you know yeah, it's a running gag and uh and so yeah, so one thing to try so a meditative practice would be to try to just brush your teeth mm-hmm. and just do that and and it'll make you angry at first if you're really caught up in that the busyness of the world uh, you know uh you'll you know and and others may say, well, so what and uh well eventually the the superficial nature of our world will uh leave you empty is, is my is my uh Thesis, I guess, if you will.
0: Well, and I, I mean, and just around this idea of multitasking, if I remember correctly, there's even been studies that show that people actually can't multitask. Yeah, we don't they do it f- well. We think we do right. <laughs> they, we, we've convinced ourselves that we're multitasking yeah. well, but really, at the end of the day, um, as creatures, we're we're much yeah. more we're much better built for focusing on one thing at a time.
1: Yeah, and i um, you know, and I don't mean to. Because there's a lot of virtue signaling on that too. Uh, oh, people will, yeah will, yeah, yeah, will, try to shame you for multitasking. Right, and it's like, no, to keep trying it, see if it works yeah. for you. Let it fail you. That's what has to happen. Is it, it needs to fail you, and then you can try to just brush your teeth, mm-hmm. uh, or or dip in now and then. All right, to, this morning I'm going to just brush my teeth and be aware of each tooth. Uh, mm. you know, that's a meditative. That's a very simple med. And, and on Buddhist retreats, they do this, right? You know, uh, we, uh, eating meditation, right? Well, just being mindful while you eat, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, when I was at the living school, they would do that at mm. the lunch meditative eating lunch sessions, and so I was like, hell no, I'm not going to get any chips on this meal, <laughs> <laughs> any crunchy celery, and, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and while we're all sitting in silence and. <laughs> <laughs> and allow
0: yourself to be
1: heard and it's goofy i think when you're doing it as a group but uh it's just kind of goofy everyone not mm-hmm. talking while you're eating uh you know uh, okay uh you know it's i get it but i, th- I think meals are made for conversations and for jokes and for fun and uh that kind of thing uh, so I would just suggest, yeah, if you go on a silent retreat and they're eating silently, don't don't get the crunchy foods.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, uh, actually, I can't remember, I guess. Um, but a, a practice I've seen done is, uh, and it's, a, I mean, it's similar to what we're talking about as far as the eating and the food thing. But taking a, you know, like an orange and feeling the texture of the of the, yeah, noticing. Yeah. the the peel right and then as you're peeling it and then once it's before you eat it one you know and, and just going through each step yeah of the process of eating uh eating an orange and the reason i think those practices are so profound or can be profound um is because it's like we're it's so and anti- it it's so anti our right we eat in our cars you know right. we're drive into the next a, thing it's or,
1: more of a uh, necessary Mm uh distraction to what we really
0: right if we didn't have to eat we could be more productive (laughs) yeah if i didn't
1: have to sleep (laughs) or have a family (laughs) Uh, Uh, another another good idea would be just wherever you work uh just take less than five minutes you know i mean they tell you that anyway right if you especially if you work at a computer to stand up Mm -hmm. and take your eyes off the screen but even our own Jacob Nedia, you know, he sent that. Uh, he sent out a a little experience to everyone this last week. He mm. looks out the where, he works at a warehouse at the at an ice cream warehouse. Very cold in there. Yeah, I didn't realize they kept it under zero uh, in these warehouses. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's like rock hard ice yeah. cream. And so he'll look out the bay doors or wherever you know his mm. the warehouse facility, and he can see uh, the border from mm. there. And, and, and there's a hill, he took a picture of it and uh, Trump's border wall is going halfway up this hill and it, and it's, they stopped the construction <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's just a half wall. It just goes up and it just stops at the halfway up this hill, and that's it. So he's been meditated on that, looking at that and, and thinking about borders and how we, mm. we imagine, you know, most of our borders are imagined. They're mm. not real. Uh, there are things that we, we make up in our minds and, uh, to separate one another with. And,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and, and they're really just half developed, half wit uh, border walls is all they are, you know. And so, uh, so yeah, so you can, and th- so that takes the tedium from his job. Uh, that takes, a, it goes into a little bit of depth mm-hmm. in the middle of a superficial society, you know. And then people begin to realize you're someone with depth. And, and then, unfortunately, they think you have answers, but you don't have yeah, any yeah, right. answers. <laughs> You're just the, as lost as the Yeah, yeah so that's slow. what we were talking right. about. That's why I was late. Yeah. Yes, I apologize for being late today. Uh, uh, to all of our <laughs> Well,
0: it doesn't <laughs> affect anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> They're still getting this produced at apologize. the same time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mia culpa. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, so then people think you have some answers, right. and then uh, they'll come up to you and and then you realize all you could really do is be present to them. That's yeah, the greatest yeah. gift you can give. That's what love is. Uh yeah. And then there's some practical th- you know things that might come up mm-hmm. uh, where you help somebody who you know has material needs or whatever. But
0: well, I can even remember at one point um going I and I can't remember how long I, I did this, but I I noticed myself when I was work in the work context, and this is probably, I don't know, six years ago that I, I was just like in got to get stuff done mode, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, and part of my job at the time was doing bookkeeping stuff. So part of my job was, was interacting with people, you know, if they had trouble with their pay or they wanted to change something, you know what I mean, or yeah. uh, contribute to the – it happened to be at a church, so, if, you know, they had some questions about their contributions or something. And making myself stop what I was doing Anytime someone, even if it wasn't, they weren't coming to me for work-related stuff. They were just stopping, like poking their head in to say hello, making myself stop whatever I was doing. Uh, That's a good practice, and and just be like that was that was my quote unquote work in that moment was just hearing them say hello, asking them how they were doing. um, You know, or or if it was a work-related question, being you know, sort of like I mean, it's different, but. I might not have the answer for them, right? Right, Like it might lie somewhere else, but, but assisting them in in a way that it, that pointing them in the right direction or, or, you know, taking them to the person that might have those answers. Um, And it was, it was just really interesting how much different. um, The, the day would unfold. And it my work got done in relatively the same way. Yeah, time. Yeah, it
1: gets done yeah. somehow.
0: <laughs> but just to be present for with that person yeah. and being like uh you're the you know you're you're Christ in front of me right now. So yeah. let me let me be present to Christ.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: and so that, I think that's similar is, is you know at the end of the day I'm not bringing in any more depth to whatever it is.
1: Yeah.
0: Um seemingly but I think there is a certain depth about being present to people that can get overlooked in the in our hurry up society, yeah in our productivity obsessed society
1: yeah yeah, it really does seem like the more the harder you try to get something done, mm-hmm. the less gets done, mm-hmm. and then when you're not really trying, it just kind of gets done, um, but I don't know, I'm not a high level CEO of some company so yeah, what do me, I know yeah, I'll neither. have to bring Greg in here and ask him <laughs> about these things well I think um, and
0: um, yeah, when we had that conversation with Greg he kind of talked did about say that, that yeah and yeah, that's this one let me think so this episode will air bef- the week before that episode I think
1: oh that one hasn't even
0: posted no yet. we haven't posted wow. it yet so interesting um <laughs> If you're listening Sorry. to this, I think, Sorry this is again. The, I think this is the last Tuesday this. So if you're, if you're hearing this and you're not, and we're not dead, <laughs> this is the last, it'll be the last Tuesday in January. That conversation will be next week. So it's funny that Greg talked <laughs> to, t- that. specifically talks about yeah, yeah. engaging with People
1: being present to customers. yeah, yeah. And Being different. Yeah. Being more presence driven than goal oriented. I mm-hmm. think he. Said something like that. I sort of remember.
0: Right. right. But tune in next week. Yes. <laughs> Download next <laughs> Sorry. week's episode. Sorry. We'll I we'll leave us. you with with the cliffhanger on that one.
1: I messed up our rhythm again.
0: <laughs> uh, so, what what in the last let's say year? What what um, what are some of the things that you have have leaned into? whether they're like practical, yeah, let's go with practical, like things you've, you've, you've done within contemplation and meditation, um, in the last year that, that, um, how has it evolved, I guess, over the last year, um, in your life?
1: Yeah. I mean, I still take the same, whatever the gospel reading is of the week and not just to because, as you know, I don't give sermons, really. Uh, you know, On our Sunday, I uh, give a very short reflection. Mm-hmm. But it takes 20 hours to get that short reflection. Mm. <clears throat> uh, and that's usually practicing Lectio Divina. I think we've done a
0: yeah, we, podcast we, on that. Yep, yep.
1: I'm just So I give myself to that one gospel passage. Mm. Uh, read it, reread it, read it again. Uh, go through the four stages of the Lectio with it, uh, which is uh, to read it out loud. To to listen to the voices that are in the text, uh, who, who wrote this? That's one voice, right? Uh, to whom was it written? Who's the audience? That's another voice. Uh, what's the culture and the context in which mm-hmm. the scripture was written? Uh, that's another voice. How has it been understood throughout the ages in different cultures, different people groups? Uh, those are voices, and then so begin to listen to all of those voices and try to synthesize them. They're not going to study with it, uh, which is a different discipline. But
0: right, um, and we'll get into yeah, that. Reading yeah, reading
1: experts who've you know read the original languages and done that kind of work. Uh, but then ultimately, how is it speaking new to me? Mm. And so, uh, so I can look over all my old notes. Like t- like tomorrow's passage will be the the wedding feast at Cana. Okay. Well, I've you know I've given sermons on that for i guess every three years for the last 20 years Wow! So, so i can look up my older notes but i don't want to do that you know what i mean i want to get something new what is it right. speaking to me today
0: yeah what's the context uh, for you and yeah, the here and
1: now exactly so uh or or things that i had forgotten too mm. and, uh, and that'll that'll come back up and oh yeah i forgot i forgot about that and uh Reawaken some things, you know. Yeah, that that's that's
0: interesting in that idea of reawakening ourselves, or not ourselves, but through our practices. Um, that that's something that came up. I was having a conversation with a friend, and we were t- he was talking about he had given someone advice years ago. You know, let's—I don't even remember the time frame. Four years ago, just for the sake of conversation. And he was hearing the guy talk about it recently in the last week or two. And he's like, man, that's some really good (laughs) advice. I should listen to it for myself. You know what I mean? Even though in the original context, he was the one quote unquote giving the (laughs) advice, but it's-
1: Where was I to myself 10 years ago?
0: (laughs) And so that sort of idea the last couple of days for me of reawakening or not, not reawakening, um, being reminded of of those things, it, it, it can come back And it comes back in a different way because I'm a different person today, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, Yeah, remind is a good word, right? Because meditation is to Mm. remind yourself. In other words, you need to put on the mind of Christ again to remind yourself uh, that you're loved, to remind yourself why you uh, committed to whatever you're committed to, Mm -hmm. uh, to remind yourself of your place in this world and, and the place of the people around you and uh, you know, it's, it's very similar to remember to, yeah. put, to put body parts back on to make yourself more physical, make the spiritual of your heart more into your, the into the physical world, uh, the material world kind of thing. So,
0: well, and it's it's funny too because as as you were, yeah, in that description again, this idea of like the Trinity, but like you know, our our, our spiritual well being. Uh, our physical well-being and our mental well-being, um, from my perspective, all three of those are integrated, yeah. inter- interwoven, yeah. right? And so, when I do take the time to be mindful about sitting in meditation, um, my experience has been those three react in a in a in a yeah. positive way, and 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 not maybe early on that was part of my justification right because i was in this productivity mindset so it's like oh i need to take better care of my my mental well-being my my physical well-being which is true but today in 2022 that's no longer necessarily the goal yeah right i sit in meditation for the sake of sitting in meditation and whatever else blooms from that is is fine and and it and sometimes nothing blooms from it Right.
1: Yeah, you release those expectations. Yeah, I've got. That, that's where contemplation would come in, I think. Right, where you surrender those expectations. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
0: No, no, no. I think you. No, I think that's a good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, yeah
1: you know, and it's a growing industry, right? The the oh, mindfulness for sure. industry. for pain management in you know from a medical standpoint, and I'm not against that. It's very helpful to be clinically mindful and to learn. Mm-hmm techniques you can it really does work for pain physical pain mm-hmm. management uh i know people that do their little meditation uh it's divorced from any spirituality or any religion mm-hmm. or any theological things it's just to simply calm themselves so they can go into work or whatever so i'm not against those those things uh i just i just you know cuz they're good for cognitive therapy mm-hmm. so if you're fearful i mean i think the whole book of psalms Is really a a collective cognitive therapy for the people of Israel. Interesting, Uh, you know. God, where the hell are you? Uh, Mm. Why, why do the rich bastards always? You know, it's it's their inner voice, and it's not individuals. It's you know, it says Psalm of David on it, but it's 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 really the a collective
0: the people voice of Israel, yeah, yeah,
1: of that time. Uh, But you'll see them ruminating over that, you know. uh, I'm afraid. I'm terrified. You know, this is like an example of a psalm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God, I remember. I remind myself that you're faithful. That you will be here. You were faithful to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Uh, and then, but I'm afraid they go back into the fear again. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, terrified. I'm terrified. They're <laughs> coming after me. This the tax man is coming. The hangman is coming. Uh, but I remind myself again. So there's cognitive therapy mm-hmm. going on there of of trusting in. Uh, you know, in, in God uh, to, to get you through somehow, you know. And, uh, and so, yeah, and I guess, you know, that's where the wellness would meet the, the, the religious, I guess. For me, I need something more than just a clinical cognitive therapy. I need something more that opens up my vision to a larger, a larger reality than just me and my world right. and our time uh, and even our planet.
0: Um, that's just me. Well, and and so, the, and I know we, did, we said we weren't going to engage the book specifically, but this is one thing that popped out to me as I was reading it that I don't think has, uh, jumped out to me before, but, and you kind of, and that's what reminded me is, is what you kind of touched on just now of this idea of, um, like a therapeutic type of meditation, you know, we we talked earlier about this Eastern, you know, idea of meditation, and then yeah. obviously the Christianity, um, and and the way I read it, and and you know, definitely pull, push back if if you interpret it a little bit differently. But in the book Celebration for Discipline, he's kind of making an argument like, oh, those meditations are fine, but Christian meditation, that's that's yeah. the gold standard, yeah. you know what I mean? And and so I, I guess...
1: Yeah, I would disagree with him on that.
0: Okay, so... Yeah. Oh, i sorry, I didn't mean it. No, no, can you make your...
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it this morning. He wrote it in 1979, 78.
0: Okay, I meant to look, so thank you so, for, for bringing yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> so
1: he's in his 30s. Okay. How much did he know about what Buddhism really teaches? Right. Uh, secondly, he had a Christian publisher. He's, a very, he's very popular in evangelical cult, uh evangelical circles so so he's got it might have been
0: right the first time
1: (laughs) so he's got to put the jesus the the, he's got to get the jesus stamp Uh or else they're all going to get angry uh and so uh so i think there's a lot of that Mm. and and yes at the popular level of of uh i guess buddhism in america and what i mean by popular level is is what you see on tv it, it looks like just a, a, uh, it's, it's just, uh, spiritual masturbation, mm. but real Buddhism is not that right in this, in any more than Christianity is just a bunch of, uh, hicks with pitchforks mm. trying to burn the gays, you know, and trying to keep <laughs> the government from making the, the frogs gay with the water, you know? So, you know what I mean? There there's, it's not, that's not what's going on there, uh. I I specifically remember reading Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese Buddhist, saying that the practice of silence increases your capacity for compassion to serve. Mm. And so it's not just a self-serving kind of thing. Uh, There was a Buddhist group out here, and and, and, uh, one of the members was reporting back to our group of a, 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 a conference she had gone to where they were addressing exactly that. That detachment does not mean mm. uh, non-involvement with the with the things of this world. Right. Uh, to accuse a Buddhist of not being involved in the world, or not giving a shit about the world, like in uh, Fish Called Wanda, the, the five mm. tenets of Buddhism is not, I don't give a shit. Right. Uh, it's because uh, uh, two, uh, I think it was... Or no, uh, the Vietnamese monks who set themselves on fire would like to have a word with you, right? Yeah, because yeah. they're a little bit involved.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're literally putting it all on the yeah. line,
1: right? Yeah, and so, so I, so I think there's there's a lot of that uh, going on, and I had the same attitudes because I was 17 when I read the book, mm. and so it was dismissive. You know, I became dismissive of any kind of Eastern practices because. Right. Uh, because they weren't my practice yeah uh right. and i was the same way as a catholic if it wasn't a so bible study was 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 even studying the bible was a uh that, that we was were suspicious the, of that right
0: know? that was for the the, the priest um,
1: should do that for us yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the protestants can have their that's what the bible protestants study. do yeah. they do their
1: <laughs> bible studies and look at them they're a mess <laughs> and uh you know and now we're like you know and so now I'm 50 something years old. And now I realize we're all a mess, Mm. all of us. And we're just trying to get through. Right. uh, And I've met Buddhists. I've talked to them and I've read Buddhist writings. And, and it's again, at the, at the non-char, there are a lot of charlatans out there with (laughs) meditation and spiritual practices. Uh, Richard Rohr. I, I heard with my own ears in the room where Richard Rohr's, uh, uh, told us that uh, he went on Oprah, uh, you know, on her, you know, Queen Oprah. The, right, yeah. He was on her show, <laughs> being interviewed, and she privately told him that he was very refreshing for her because almost all of the ones on spirituality that she interviews, and she's interviewed dozens and yeah, dozens not, and dozens, hundreds. Of them, yeah, she's a very she's very interested in this. Uh, she said uh, most of them are charlatans. They're phonies. And so so, there, so, I'm not talking about that. How can you get rich? How can you mm-hmm. escape your pain in your life? And that was his accusation against Buddhism. And that's not, you know, the whole vow of the Bodhisattva is, right. to, is to actually come back until, uh, you know, from reincarnation mm-hmm. until everyone has, has been enlightened, every sentient being. Uh, so, you know, but it was 1979. Right. That, uh, and it's funny
0: to me because, you know, I, I tend to agree with you on this, on this point, um, which is, you know, obviously makes for great entertainment, but my introduction, like I said, at the beginning was through sort of this Eastern paradigm, Mm -hmm. which ended up bringing me back to Christianity, right? So my entry point was at least from the time when this book was written was, would in his mind would have been the wrong quote unquote wrong way to do it. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. But but that was the entry point that I needed, um, or at least that I was open-minded enough to step into um to to take that to take that trip yeah. to where I'm at today with this idea of um, you know, whether it's Lectio Divina or or centering yeah. prayer, or whatever, you know, it took me going through that stuff to land where I'm at today
1: yeah so it's and that's why i wouldn't dismiss any you know uh, i i do dismiss if if the goal is to escape your life somehow mm. and christianity is just as guilty
0: yeah uh, you can look gotta get out it. of this life to anyways. get to
1: heaven yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's that's just spiritual bypass that's the opposite of what what god does through christ right he completely engages to the world to the point of crucifixion getting killed yeah and so that's that's what we do uh so I wouldn't dismiss, like, basic Bible memorization, mm. uh, but I would only dismiss it—I I messed up my whole train of thought, sorry—if uh, if it's to escape your life, escape pain of the world, the situation of the world, uh, so I don't have to be bothered with it, uh, to somehow envelop my life in comfort and cotton mm-hmm. uh, so that I, I never have to grapple with uncertainty— uh, then then i would dismiss that any kind of spirituality that does that it doesn't matter what whether it's secular christian or eastern any kind of eastern kind of thing but any other uh method which gets you to engage in your life to engage in compassion service the situation of the world uh i I would not dismiss any of those
0: well and i would push back on that just a tiny bit and i think time frame is also crucial to that because the things that you listed off might be someone's entry point.
1: Uh, yeah, that's
0: a good point. You know, and, and it can. That's true. In my experience, watching people earnestly engage, even if that, even if those things like comfort and, you know what I mean, yeah, getting yeah. detached and that's their starting point, you know, usually in an, er, engaged in an earnest way, it's going to mature and evolve.
1: Yeah, that's a the good thi- point. You know what I mean? Yeah, to the yeah. thing. Um that's true. So, yeah, so I wouldn't shame anyone or, mm-hmm. any, you know. But, you know, if you've been
0: meditating for 30 years and it's because, you know, it gives you a nice little comfortable warm fuzzy because you sat in silence for 10 yeah. ten minutes and you can put a gold star on your board. Yeah,
1: and you can say you're a spiritual person. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what good is that.
0: <laughs> and then you go to work and everyone, you know, you make everyone miserable around you or whatever. But Yeah. Um because that that's the one thing that's always uh or not always but has been so interesting to me is is um and we we i think we've talked about it in spirituality in general, but how many different entry points there can be to to something mm-hmm. that then evolved to something yeah, yeah. totally different right exactly. totally in and just a you know, that it's sort of that adage or that idea of of let people surprise you. You know, when, Yeah, when, yeah, that's a good point. Cause I know we've talked about this of like putting them in a box, right? Like we have right. this oh, whatever the word is.
1: These this, ideas of one another. Yeah. Um,
0: and we have to we have to well, we don't have to, but it helps yeah. in the relationship when you allow those to be shattered at
1: times. Well, because it's a hard reality, but it's just reality that uh Let's say two people get married at the age of 20 when they're 50. They're not the same people. Neither one of them are the same people. All so right. it's not, uh, so that's why it rings to me anyway. It rings corny and modeling when uh, there I used a, I used a $10 <laughs> word there. Here, let me get Maudlin. Uh, modeling. <laughs> uh, when when people shout out on social media on their anniversaries, you know, mm. I lo- I'm in love with you more than I was when I first met you. And, uh, it's just, yeah, the louder they are about it because they're insecure about it. Well, it I don't yeah. know who the hell I am or the, who the hell you are. And well, I don't know right, what to do about it.
0: And right yeah. after they post that, they turn around and punch their significant yeah, other yeah.
1: in the face, you know. I'm just or, 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 they, or they go off that app to the dating app. <laughs> <laughs> What was the cheating one? Ashley Madison yeah, or something? Yeah. Which ended up being something like 99.9% male only.
0: Well, I I think that's true about most apps, <laughs> most dating apps.
1: Just desperate young men or old men, I guess too. Oh shoot. Um
0: so so we got a little bit of time here. And you know, I, I know well actually I, I you know. As, as a community uh tuesday through through Friday uh, we meditate um, next to the labyrinth but we also have a zoom feature a zoom aspect where uh, you can zoom in so that you know that's actually if that's something you're interested in joining our community in um
1: oh yeah yeah
0: you can go it you on the website, it says to email for the zoom link, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, well,
1: you can join us.
0: So you can go to the com and, and get the, get the email information there and, and, uh, reach out if, if, um, you're looking for a, you know, we already have something that we do yeah. most days out of the week, you know? And, and so, um, and I guess to, uh, to end, uh, I'll have you go first, but uh, you know what? For you, that twenty minutes—what? What is your practice when you sit down at noon and and enter into that twenty minutes of silence that we we cultivate each day?
1: Yeah, most of the time it's you know I, I start off with uh, the only goal is for me to give consent to the presence of God. Mm. That's how I start. So. Uh, and i sit in a comfortable position for me which is slouching mm-hmm. which all meditators will tell you don't slouch sit up straight you know i so i do all the i do <laughs> <laughs> i'm just a sloucher this says so much oh. about me doesn't it? i'm just a sloucher <laughs> just slouching in man yeah uh, so so i sit there and that's how i you know want to feel the sun most of the time mm-hmm. uh yeah. it'll start with my just my busy thoughts that everybody has i gotta do this oh, i didn't get that done uh, uh, why am I, uh, you know, and then my, your body is doing all those weird things. It mm-hmm. does. Damn it. My stomach won't stop gurgling. Um, uh, my throat is making, what the hell is that? It's cancer. Is that cancer? <laughs> so all your neurotic thoughts. And so they fly over your head like birds. And, and then, um, uh, and then it begins yeah, at some point, usually all those thoughts begin to, uh, just kind of still get quieter. And you just kind of descend. Uh, a lot of times, creative thoughts will come, and I try to just try to tag them so that I I can come back to them later. I don't try to develop them there. Right. So, so even creative thoughts try to, uh, and even Foster uh, in his book, you know, his thing. The whole point is to hear from God. Uh, oh. Thomas Keating though would say, no, you even ignore that. Hmm. So even if the Virgin Mary herself appears to you and says I have a special <laughs> message, you tell her not now, dearie. Not right now.
0: Wait, <laughs> wait twenty minutes.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm in my silence, and you know, and it's kind of funny, but what he's saying is, is don't attach to any of your thoughts. Just let them f- like boats go down the stream of consciousness, and you're just being still. Uh, and so, so there might be, you know, by that point it's fifteen till maybe, or fifteen after, rather. Right, right. And, And I might have maybe a minute, maybe some seconds of actual, where I've entered into a complete silence and stillness. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. Uh, So I'm not attached to that either. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then then once you feel like, I guess what the Buddhists would call equanimity, Christians would call it the peace of Christ, there is this real sense of presence and Mm -hmm. peace and stillness that comes over me. And then the alarm goes off and we go, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get back into the busyness yeah. and the whole thing. Get jerked back into reality, yeah, exactly. so to speak. Yeah, and I, I
0: guess the only thing I would add to that is, so my for me when I when I sit down and, and anchor into the moment, I use my breathing,
1: Ooh, and yeah. just
0: um, I don't I, I don't try to do I just allow my you know I don't try to control my breathing you know it's right. n- nothing like that it just my normal breathing. Um, which, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me mouth breathe <laughs> many <laughs> times. But uh, just focusing on the air going in and out of my the tips of my nostril, like the very outside of my nostril, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it starts there. And then you know, like you're saying, the bu- my mind goes into the busy thoughts, and then it's like you know, anchor back into the breathing, and and yeah. um, you know, same same thing, you know, eventually hit that that place of of stillness and. Um, yeah. peacefulness and and stay there for maybe a second you know on a good day five seconds right but
1: yeah
0: um and you know and then you know come back come back to reality once once the the 20 minutes is up but it's
1: and then it's you just carry it with you and uh-huh. it carries you i think another thing to add is to to try to not analyze how it went yep don't uh you know, yeah. you know Charismatics, we were terrible at that. You know, how how was the service? Oh, it was mm. awesome. God really showed up. Mm. Uh, oh well, how was the service? <laughs> well, God, we we shot God a zero today. <laughs> so, you know, so you got to detach from that kind of stuff yeah. and just it, it, let it be what it was. It was twenty minutes. Yeah. You sat in the presence of God. You sat in nature or wherever you sat, uh, and and you let it go afterwards. Just simply let it go.
0: Well, even even in that same thing. Because you know, sometimes this stillness doesn't happen. Yeah, right? someone's
1: always running a saw, or there's a kid can, on a go kart, <laughs> or uh, you know, or the
0: neighbors shooting their oh, AR
1: fifteen. Yeah, yeah, you got the the neighborhood militia <laughs> shooting, there, doing target practice training, uh, and that's okay too. Yeah,
0: you know, you because it's it. it just it's part of that giving, uh, or at least for me, it's releasing that control. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm not going to be able to control the kid or the, the random noise or, or, you know, whatever the, yeah. even, I mean, even the, the highway being, you know, busy the last yeah. couple months compared to a year ago when yeah. it, there was never any traffic on that highway. Yeah, right? You should and, be able to so, walk on
1: it. Yeah. Yeah, and,
0: and so even changes like that, where it's just like, well, that's, that's the season we're in today. And, and, um, and that just, yeah, you just, just let it go. Yeah. You
1: know, and you, uh, it's funny. It's funny now, especially, but uh, it wasn't as funny as when it happened. But sometimes even passive-aggressive stuff will happen. You know, we had a Ernie when he when he lived here uh, before he passed away would uh, start up his motorcycle at <laughs> noon uh, <laughs> That's okay. and then, and rev the engine <laughs> right. and pretend that he was working on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, oh man. <laughs> and it's funny. I kind of. It's funny now. You know. Well, and it's it's
0: uh, you know that just uh, not to plug all of our, but uh, Marie Espinosa's Road to Desert Rain, we covered some of that of like just this living in community uh, is just hard sometimes.
1: Yeah, right. They're
0: just trying so even even if it if it's if it's everything's well intentioned and and everything's flowing right,
1: it's just going to be difficult.
0: Yeah, and and so. Mm It's funny because in the moment those things don't always or in the moment they're usually not funny but then some time (laughs)
1: removed and it's like yeah uh, then you can laugh about it uh
0: i think that's it dude you feel good yeah i do yeah that was a good um did you want to is there any other last closing thoughts on meditation or
1: uh maybe you know so so you you have an intentional practice maybe it's one minute a day but then that grows but then I think, uh, you know, the, there are mystics that talk about the gift of contemplation can come. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the overall, it the the, the practice of, of surrendering to the presence of God and giving yourself, your presence to others. Uh, uh, the practice that you're doing, that you're practicing, begins to practice you. Mm-hmm. And it becomes an automatic kind of life kind of thing and that's what contemplation would be right uh and you're and you're just you know you're you're living your life you're in your life you're present and li- and life is present to you at that point um and uh it's a good yeah it's not a bad way to live a full life you know
0: yeah it's i mean that's at least right now you know today in this moment that's uh it should it it ebbs and flows, but it, it feels like it's a part of my life today. Yeah. You know, and that that for me started, like I said earlier, one minute. Yeah. One minute a day has evolved into something much more, um, I don't know if profound is the right word, but just like what you're saying, it's it started uh, yeah. to live
1: through me. You realize life is much bigger than you. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And I would also so, add one more, uh, if we have time. Yeah, um, of course, of course. Is to is to not allow the the religious mind to to keep you. Uh, so so a lot of people would say, well, I'm just not a religious person. I'm not going to pray to God, or I'm not going to read a scripture. I'm not going to pray a rosary. I'm not going to memorize the Bible. Uh, no, that the practices are are are. It could be simply cleaning your house, washing dishes, uh, digging a hole. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, combing your cat you know mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. uh don't dismiss those small things mm-hmm. is what i'm saying that that you would deem as non-holy mm-hmm. there's no such thing and, and after a while contemplation you be everything is now holy no yeah. call nothing unclean that god has already called clean uh the vision told peter in acts and well, and One, so, it's
0: even the yeah. old buddhist adage before enlightenment, chop wood and carry yeah. water, and after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Yeah, exactly. Keep, you know, and, and you can do it in between too. Yeah. So.
1: So if the shower is your is the time of your day when you are the most at peace, and at, you know, then, then do it in the shower. Oh, that's not a holy place. Well, yeah,
0: it is. Well, and it, it's funny because so. not on the meditation side, but it, uh, there was a, a time in my life where I realized I wasn't praying. And so I tried to think, okay, what do I do every day? I take a shower. So when the water hits your body, let that be the reminder to start praying.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, it was,
0: I don't remember if it was three months, six months, but it sort of jump-started that actively praying throughout the day. Um, Every, you know, every morning when that, when, when I would get up in the, the, and it turned, it it got to the point when I just turned on the water. You know, even before, just the sound yeah. of the running water was like, Oh, yeah, let's yeah. connect with God. And, and so contemplation and meditation would be the same thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, most people have a drink in the morning, right? Mm. A coffee, tea mm. or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. your uh, shake or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> your Or your cup of your water shake or whatever, uh, simply get in the practice of, of taking an extra long time on the that first sip of that morning. Uh, you made it to this morning. A lot of people in this world had big plans for today and they didn't make it to today yeah, and out. here you are you're sitting here uh so so use that sip as a thank you as a gratitude and sit on that sip for a little bit longer you know like three seconds longer than you normally would instead of slamming it down and All right. yelling at everybody in traffic kind of thing run, so, running
0: out the front door yeah beautiful man yes sir. Uh, i love you brother i love you too Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, Dispatches from the Burge that rode to Desert Rain. Uh, What you hear in the background is Monk Drums. Thank you, Jacob Nedia. And, um, yeah, appreciate your listening.